Hey everyone, this is Chris with the Cyber Cynical Letters uh, weekly episode, episode two. This week we're going to kind of keep stepping through uh, letter number two, Cyber Cynical Letter number two on shared purpose, which, you know, just to briefly touch on, talks about how uh, if you can communicate a shared goal amongst all the teams, especially in cybersecurity, then you can cross a lot of boundaries. You can skip a lot of chain of command. You can kind of get done what needs to get done because everybody knows the direction that they're supposed to be traveling. And then each team will travel that direction in their own unique way. So I kind of talked on that briefly last week about how I came to that concept and, you know, call sign chaos, the book and chapter five, and, you know, really kind of made me do a bunch of introspection about my own place in the cybersecurity realm, especially with that of red teaming. Uh, So that was last week. This week, I'm going to talk about how, you know, stepping forward more into the chapters, I was thinking, okay, before I establish a shared purpose, which I take on the responsibility of my own, like I I haven't been communicating that well, what other things can we start to redefine, right? So there's this concept of like, if you name something, you define it. And by naming the fact that we were a red team, we are defining our capabilities of what a red team can do. Once you define something, then you can establish training, right? So you say, I'm a red team, I do hacking. Okay, so to get as a better hacker, you know, to get to the max boundaries of this box I've drawn around the concept of a red team, uh, I'm gonna go get training. Okay, so you name training and you say, okay, training is, and typically that would be taking a certification course and then taking the certification to show that you've completed the training. So right there, we have already limited the scope of two major concepts, right? So we have defined what a red team is, thereby limiting the capabilities of the red team. And we have defined what training is, thereby limiting the capabilities and the advancement of the training. I wanted to update the way that I was thinking about the word training because that was what Jim Mattis did, but that's what he had to fight against when he was trying to help with Operation Rhino. He was, the, you know, his, his request was denied because he's an amphibious unit, he leads Marines, there's no beach, so therefore he can't land on anything. The stakeholders above him needed to update their level of thinking in the way that they thought about the term amphibious. The, the way that I draw the, the parallels between the two and I tie them together is that you stop updating your, your lexicon when you stop training. And training has to be more than just taking a certification course. I'm a huge proponent of cybersecurity being a trade skill. There's, you do not need a degree to be in this profession. But what you do need is somebody willing to help you, show, show you the ropes, and give you opportunities to fail and make mistakes and then help you learn from those mistakes, just like any apprenticeship program. So training as it was defined is spending money to go do something that doesn't really work for me because I'm in a manager position now. There's not many courses I can go to that say, Hey, tell me how to talk to my team better. Hey, tell me how to connect with somebody else better. Hey, tell me how to, uh, maybe do OKRs a little bit better. There maybe are individual c- components for those, but there's nothing like a SANS course. You know, there's no SANS like uh, 1001, hey, here's how to be a better cyber leader, right? I needed to define training as something that I could 
do because I knew that if I stopped training, whatever that was going to take, like however that was going to be defined, that word training, if I stopped training, my lexicon would be outdated and I would not be able to help those teammates in, in the cybersecurity realm give them the most informed advice and help that I could because I would be operating with outdated thinking. So I needed to update my thinking. So I started to think about, okay, training as a manager, how do I do that? Well, I talk to people, I interact with people, I make mistakes in conversations, I make mistakes in my OKRs, I gather feedback from my peers, not just you know people that are my direct reports or people that I am a direct report to, but my peers as well. Like I have to gather all those pieces of feedback because that is how you train as a leader, as a manager. And that's what I needed to do was stop thinking about how I wasn't getting training and lean into building relationships making mistakes and trying my best with other people. So that way I could always have updated thinking because I would always be training. I was redefining the word training so that I could feel like I was still making progress forward. It also made me think a little bit differently about how I viewed things like meetings, one-on-ones with my peers, one-on-ones with my managers, one-on-ones with my direct reports. It wasn't necessarily just a meeting. It was an opportunity to train both for myself and them. Sometimes I I focus on listening. Sometimes I focus on uh, trying these negotiation things. I read these books, you know, like, like if I try this type of verbiage with this person, what happens? Does it work with them? You know, like, let me read some of their nonverbals. Like just, it's not necessarily just about the meeting anymore, but it's an opportunity for me to grow in some sort of soft skill, right? Like how does the person react if I take notes during the meeting versus how does the person react and interact with me if I just focus on them the whole time? Yes, the notes may help, but the training is more about the relationship, right? And as that relationship builds, I get trained and I can interact better on. So. It was, it's an interesting, you know, concept that I hadn't even thought about until I started reading this book. And in no way did chapter five even get anywhere close to this types of stuff. And that's kind of where cyber philosophy comes in. It's I'm taking something that was unintended and I'm trying to apply it to cybersecurity. You can really apply it to any profession, but just it led me to this concept of well, how do I train as a manager? Uh, you know, that Mattis didn't have any of those problems. He, he trained by doing consistently. I don't know if he realized it. I'm sure that he did. He's a very smart person, but you know, you train by doing, and that's a good way to kind of push back against all of those budget cuts, or if you can't get approved for training or anything, just train by doing. And for managers trained by doing is interacting with people. And uh, more importantly, giving yourself opportunities to make mistakes and then iterate on those mistakes and move forward. So I kind of talk about that a little bit more. That's the next section in the letter is like, you know, without the constant stream of ideas, you know, even bad ones, a leader will stagnate mentally. And 
those new ideas can come from anywhere, especially training. That's that's where, you know, when you're first starting in your career, you're like, okay, I, I want to do research. Where do I get all these new ideas? Oh, I go to training. I'm exposed to like a thousand different things. Those are going to give me new ideas. Well, if I can't go to a course for a manager, how am I supposed to get new ideas? You talk to people, build relationships, let the ideas kind of come to you. So that's, that's what I've tried to do. You know, I, I, it, it's a complete mind shift of how I view meetings. You know, those of you that I may have worked with a, a few years ago at my previous company, I was very vocal about how much I hated meetings, right? I avoided them. I tried to get out of them whenever I could. And, uh, you know, to some degree, I, I, I still don't enjoy meetings, but I understand the benefit of them. And understanding the benefit of a meeting also means that uh, if I feel like there's no benefit in having a meeting, I, I won't go to it, right? Like I, I know what my time is worth and I know what I should be getting out of a meeting. And if the person on the other side of that meeting is not communicated what they may need from me or how I can help them in their meeting, you know, I, I'm going to go spend my time elsewhere and, and grow and be there for the team in, in, in different ways. So, um, you know, just to kind of recap on this uh, episode, it was, you know, as we're, we're keep stepping through cyber letter number two on shared purpose and how, you know, Mattis really couldn't communicate his shared purpose because the people he was trying to communicate it to had outdated ways of thinking. And leaders need to constantly have these new ideas. They need to have the good, you know, the current data. And the easiest way to do that is by training, especially in cybersecurity, because there's so much out there. It's, and it, it's a trade skill. So somebody comes in and they say, Hey, check, check out this stuff I learned. I'm going to help you get you to a quicker spot. I'm going to show you what I know we're going to work through it together. You know, typically that's training. Often you have to pay for that, but the higher up you go, there, there are no courses for being a leader. There are no courses for cyber empathy or, or how to talk or listen to people. So I started to redefine training, realized that leaders train by doing, and then I, I had ample amounts of training in front of me in any direction. It was the people. I just had to go out and talk to them and I had to know why I was talking to them and what things I wanted to practice while I was there. I like to think, and I like to feel that over the past year and a half, as I've tried to do this, I've become a more empathetic leader. I've learned how to listen. It's not fake empathy. It's just, it's an opportunity for me to listen and understand other people. And uh, I do feel it has made me a better person, not just a, a cyber leader. So uh, thank you. We're about like 20% of the way through uh, letter two on shared purpose. So uh, lots of other cool stuff coming up. So uh, thank you and I'll see you next week.